What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to the Chicago Bulls Central, your one-stop spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And on today's episode, we'll be talking and speculating on which Bulls player is probably going to be waived to make room for the incoming Tristan Thompson. We'll also be talking about Bulls fans and this whole thing with Moses Brown. Uh, we'll go into the expectations for the Bulls coming out of the All-Star break and also diving into the mailbag. We'll do all that right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So let me adjust my mic just a little bit. Um, we have some things to talk about for today. Hey, it's been really no news for the uh, no new news for the Bulls uh, here in the last couple of days. And hey, the, the all the news that we got after uh, the night of the Sacramento game. I'm not even mad at it. But one thing that we do have to talk about is we know that the Bulls are expected to sign Tristan Thompson. We know that we need to make a roster spot for Tristan Thompson. So I want to talk about who potentially could be waived uh, to make room for the incoming Tristan Thompson. Now, we have a few candidates that, that could be waived for him. Uh, one, uh, Alfonso McKinney, who was my pick to be waived for him. Alfonso McKinney, who really dazzled Bulls fans with really one game when it all came down to it he had one great game against the Rockets and he had another really good game in garbage time in which he couldn't miss when the game was already decided outside of that I've already I've been very vocal on the fact that Tristan Thompson just has not been very good for the Chicago Bulls he shot the ball overall like 22 23 percent from the field for the Chicago Bulls in his time and then taking away that Houston game it's even lower than that he has a PER of around seven a defensive efficiency that's in the goddamn toilet Alfonso McKinney, to me, is the perfect candidate to be waived because, yes, while the Bulls and his size and his and his ability to stretch the floor theoretically all sound good, we haven't really seen those in practice when it comes to Alfonso McKinney. And that's one of the biggest reasons why I want and I, I'm calling for him to be the one to be waived. You guys know I'm not the biggest Alfonso McKinney fan at all. But another candidate outside of that is Matt Thomas. You know, I know a lot of Bulls fans are also over the whole Matt Thomas experiment. They're ready to not see him on the court and things like that. And while I don't disagree, I do think that Matt Thomas, theoretically, if at the as an end-of-the-bench player, brings you more than what Alfonso McKinney does. But he is also a candidate who could be waived as well. Now, another one, and I know a lot of Bulls fans aren't going to agree with this one, and that's Malcolm Hill. Now, while Malcolm Hill, especially defensively, has shown a lot of things, he is a much, much older player as far as uh, for his years in the NBA. There's not really a lot of development there that could possibly happen with him. Now, some could happen, right? But just all that being said, Alfonso McKinney is another player that projects to not really get any minutes once this Bulls team is fully healthy. So he, I'm sorry, yeah, Malcolm Hill. Did I say Alfonso McKinney? Malcolm Hill is another player that does not project to get any minutes once this uh, Bulls team is fully healthy. So he is another candidate. Now, some that I don't mention, I know a lot of Bulls fans have brought up, what about Tony Bradley? What about Troy Brown Jr.? A, Tony Bradley is not going to be waived, especially not this offseason. He did sign a two-year deal. Now, that, that second year of, as far as next season, I don't believe it's fully guaranteed. But they probably won't waive uh, Tony Bradley, especially like just in case anything happens. Uh, Troy Brown Jr., with him being um, still on, on his rookie deal, him being expiring, the chance that another team, and him being only 22 years old, and the chance that even if the Bulls don't see, see him in their long-term plans, it could be a, a piece in the offseason to use in the sign and trade to get something simple back like a second-round pick. That's why I don't see them using him. And then on top of that, while Troy Brown Jr. has not played great, right? I'm not making any excuses for the play of Troy Brown Jr. I'm not saying that we he's a player that we should look forward to or anything like that. 
he does put together some stretches, whether it be defensively or the, like the game where he had 11 rebounds when we, when we needed them, that he gives in certain amount of things when he's called on that I could see them holding on to him as a just-in-case. Not somebody who needs to be getting minutes. I'm not saying that at all. Let's make that clear. I'm not saying that I want to see Troy Brown Jr. even stay on this team long-term. But that's why I didn't mention those guys in that conversation. But let me know what you think down below. Who is the player that you would like to see Wave to make room for Tristan Thompson as he comes to this roster? The next thing that I want to talk about, and this goes back to the buyout, this whole Moses Brown conversation. Moses, it, you guys did not learn. Some Bulls fans did not learn anything after the Jeremy Grant thing. And the problem with it is, is that I know, and I've been in this Bulls community for my whole entire life, whether it be through forms, Real GM, uh, back when Hoops World was a big thing, conversations. And one thing that Bulls fans do is when they see a player go off on us, they, they automatically want that player, which is something that the former regime used to do as well as bring in players who used to have big games against us. But on top of that, Bulls fans tend to, when there's a rumor or something, that they, they, they obsess over it. Moses Brown was never going to be brought in to be a contributing factor to a playoff run. Even if the Bulls did sign him, it was going to be more than likely a G League contract or somebody who they can see. Now, when they have players that they're already trying to bet on their potential and Marco Simonovic, we still don't know what's going on with Tyler Cook and how much they believe in him. Moses Brown was never going to be the answer. We have to drop this. You guys are making Moses Brown the new Jeremy Grant, and it needs to stop. It was not going to happen. And the thing that bothers me when it comes to Bulls fans is they don't just say, hey, I would be interested in the Bulls taking a look at Moses Brown. Hey, he has some promise. It becomes this thing of the Bulls need Moses Brown. Mo it's not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. Moses Brown, the Bulls were never going to go after another young, completely unproven player for a championship run. It's it's crazy how, how Bulls fans wanted to use this thing of going all in and then keep bringing in these project players. It's not going to happen. He was never going to be a player that they bet on to bring in a lot of the things they need to try to win a title. It, it was always going to be a veteran. Moses Brown is not the answer. Now, he is. That's not to say that I don't like him as a player. Just like with Jeremy Grant. I like Jeremy Grant as a player. Bulls fans have convinced themselves that Jeremy Grant is a is an elite defender, and he was never that. People have convinced themselves that Moses Brown was the answer. He was never that. Moses Brown is not the answer. We got to stop with the Moses Brown conversation. It's not happening. Stop buying into the rumors. And now everybody, and this is why in yesterday's video, I answered anyone who kept saying the Bulls needed another guard. I asked outside of the rumors, why do you think the Bulls need another guard if everyone's coming back healthy? We got to stop. We got to stop as a community. We have to stop allowing ourselves to be taken over by rumors and speculation when there's really not anything there. All right, let's move into the next topic. Expectations for the Chicago Bulls after the break. And this is my personal expectations. I want to hear yours. Leave them in the comments below as well. The Bulls sit right now at 38 and 21, tied for the best record in the, uh, in the Eastern Conference. They have 23 games left this season. They need 17 games uh, 17 more wins to hit my expectation of a, of a 55 game mark. And the reason why I've lo locked in on that 55 wins is I think that's what really is going to open for like coach of the year conversations and, and things like that. But with that being said, 23 games left. The Bulls have the second hardest schedule in the NBA after the All-Star break. We know we're adding Tristan Thompson. We know we will slowly be getting players back healthy over the course of that. But keep in mind, even though uh, Alex Caruso got that seven to 10 days before he can start dribbling and shooting again, he's still a while away before he returns. Um, Lonzo Ball, we haven't heard any anything negative as far as that six to eight week timeline. So he's probably still on the course for that. We don't know what's going on with Patrick Williams. I've always speculated Patrick Williams is just all of a sudden going to be available. Um, but with that said, I don't expect us to have all three of those players back until we have about 15 games left. Right. So that leaves that leaves eight games of the Bulls not having any of those players in, and some may come in before then, 
How do, how do they deal with that? The Bulls coming out of the gate with the All-Star break have a pretty rough schedule. How do the Bulls, what does the, the impact of Trenton Thompson looks like? How do they incorporate him, You know, especially having a week off? All those things remain to be seen. But what are your expectations for the Bulls? Me personally, 23 games left. I think the Bulls are easily going to win 12, 12 of those games. The Bulls are going to hit at least a 50-game win mar margin for this year. Like I said, I hope for 55 wins, but that's what I, I think. And, you know, that that's even considering, like, how, how quick this team is gets back, getting everyone in rhythm. Like I said, we, we should have everyone back with about 15, 10 to 15 games left in the in the season before the preseason. We could very well see the Bulls go on a stretch of winning those 10 games straight. So let's see what the Bulls do. But I want to hear your expectations for the Bulls after the All-Star break. But that's it. Let's go ahead and get into the mailbag. we got three voicemails for today. This first one is from Hawk from Ballhawks. Hey, what up, big dog? This is your man, Hawk at Ballhawks, man. Man, Tristan Thompson, man, was right. On time, man. I mean, that's just what the doctor ordered. A guy with championship pedigree. He's a veteran, man. I mean, he's he's a rebounding extraordinaire. Um, energy. I mean, I'm just looking down the road when we 100% healthy, when we fully loaded. Uh, oh man, you know, at first I was a little. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I feel we can beat anybody, but I was a little concerned uh, with Giannis or Embiid. You know, Sam. But now with uh, Tristan Thompson, I know he's not the sexy name that we probably want, but you know we know what he's capable of doing because he did it. You know he's a he's a world champion, and I'm looking at once we fully loaded. <clears throat> excuse me, once we fully loaded, we got the starters. Then our bench might be back. Io, uh, Kobe, everyone be going to the bench. It's almost like having two starting lineups. You know, you know what I'm saying. I can't wait, man. I'm, I'm fired up. I'm fired up, man. And that just go to show you, you know, we have a general in Acme. The Acme uh, crew, you know, this new regime, they're not messing around. You know, they're putting us in the best position to win. And uh, I, I appreciate that, man. I mean, I'm I'm fired up, man. I'm fired up, man. And and like I said, I was a little bit concerned. Now with, you know, Tristan Thompson brings a lot of second-chance points, a lot more rebounding. And at times you probably could do a twin tower sort of lineup with Vooch and uh, Thompson at the same time. Probably not a lot, but just a little bit. You know, if you want to get sexy with it a little bit. But hey, man, I'm I'm I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy, man. So you know, uh, I don't I don't know what to say, man. Just uh, keep up the good work, man. I support your show and stay up, dog. All right. So he talks about Tristan Thompson very heavily there and what Tristan Thompson brings. And I agree with everything that Ball, that Hawk said in this. It's it's pretty clear. And I think uh, his his role is going to be quite defined easily um, on this team. He knows what he needs to do. He needs to come in, give us energy for 15 to 18 minutes at work effectively with energy on the boards, blocking shots. And listen, that is something that that he that he can do very well, providing second chance points for the Bulls, not necessarily him scoring them, but those extra possessions that he can provide. I already talked about very heavily that he has an offensive rebounding rate of 14.2, which would be highest on this team and also in the top 20th percentile in the NBA. All those things going, it, it really could, if it all works out, can go very, very well for the Chicago Bulls. And it's something that I'm looking forward to. We got another one about Tristan that I'm going to go ahead and get into now. This one is from Andre. What's up, Hayes? This is Andre calling from uh, the Chicago area. So I wanted to touch on uh, something that you mentioned in your previous video about Tristan Thompson. If Tristan Thompson is signed by the Bulls, which all indications are pointing towards that, you mentioned a lot of different stats in regards to his block percentage, his uh, offensive rebounding percentage, and those are all great things that he brings to that are tangible. But what, what I like about Tristan Thompson is that what he brings to 
the Chicago Bulls in regards in regards to the intangibles, meaning things like toughness, things like uh, playing with energy. Uh, he's going to bring a lot of those things that we were missing. A lot of times we've seen this year where even though the Bulls have played really well this year, sometimes we get pushed around. You know, a lot of the guys on the Chicago Bulls are talented, gifted, can score, quick, explosive. But other than Caruso, we seem to be missing a lot of toughness. And I think that Tristan Thompson is going to bring that toughness and that intangible, that championship intangible to the Chicago Bulls. And since he, and even though he's 30 years old, he can teach the young guys um, what it takes to win in this league. He's been a part of, you know, teams that have gotten to the finals, so he knows what it takes. He's tough-minded, hard-nosed. I think he's a great addition to the Chicago Bulls. And that, that's my comment. Go Bulls. And Andre talks about Tristan Thompson's intangibles, right? And this is something that I did not talk about in my video yesterday because they're intangibles. They're hard to talk about. But, yes, the leadership. Um, the, 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 not really leadership. I don't want to, the Tristan Thompson isn't a vocal leader, not in that sense, but the experience, the playoff experience, the things that he's been through already and having long playoff runs with LeBron, um, and the toughness aspect people and um, Bulls fans have called that the Bulls need a goon for a very long time. We now get somebody who can bring that type of mindset as well as bringing Caruso back, Javante Green, all those things that are going to help this team. And don't forget, I, I really do think as much as you know, Tony Bradley has shown flashes that this could be something good for Tony Bradley as well. Um, he brings a lot to the table. And, and what the, the impact that Tristan Thompson is going to have in his fit is going to be greater than the sum of the parts, as we've seen with this Bulls team over the course of this season. I fully believe that. So, yes, I agree with you wholeheartedly there, brother. And uh, thanks for the voicemail, Andre. Let's get into this last one. And this is a long one from Eight Lives. And I'm going to poke some fun at Eight Lives. He starts this off with saying that he's not going to he's it's going to be he's going to keep it short. He did not keep it short at all, people. But let's go ahead and get into this from Eight Lives. What's up, hey? This your boy, Eight Lives, man. Uh, I wanted to call in. I'm going to make this quick. I know my last one was long as hell. Um, first of all, what I think about DeMar DeRozan, uh, only thing I can say about DeMar is DeMar DeJordan. I told you, he was not playing this great in Toronto. He's not missing a shot. I'm, I'm loving DeMar. Um... Tristan Thompson, I called this months ago when I was saying I didn't want Kobe traded, I didn't want nobody traded, and I wanted to get somebody in the buyout, and I said I wanted Tristan Thompson because he, he don't want to shoot threes. He's just going to grab boards. We got us a bully now. I'm tired of seeing our guys getting pulled out the sky and foul hard. We need us a uh, 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 enforcer, and that's what I look at Tristan Thompson as. I don't care about no threes. I don't care about all this other stuff. Can he stick this person and that person? We needed Tristan Thompson. I'm very happy with that trade. Um, these uh, fly-by-night Bulls fans, I don't know what to tell you, but I'm telling you now, uh, Kobe is getting extended. They're going to extend his contract. He's going to be like our modern-day Kirk Heinrich, minus the great defense, but upgraded on the offense. Io is our new Luol Deng. Upgrade on the on the offense side. He still got to work on more of his defense. And I also compare um, Patrick Williams to our modern day Joaquin Noah, only because he haven't broke out on the scoring side yet. But everything else he do, just like Noah, he probably not as aggressive, hollering and all that. But he's going to be out grabbing boards, just doing everything. Which you remember, Noah was doing everything when Rose got hurt the second time. 
uh, but the pick and roll with uh, uh, Augustine, all that. Pat Williams. We got our new modern day Bulls. Kobe, Io, Pat. That's our future. Kobe is getting extended. He's not going to try to get the max. Now, somebody come at him with a crazy max, maybe. But other than that, he's going to sign the deal. They're not going to let Kobe go because DeMar got his fingerprints on all of our young guys now. They're seeing the things that um, DeRozan is doing, I mean, the Jordan is doing, and um, it's going to help their game. We're not going to uh, uh, um, build these guys up just to go to another team. This is how you build a team. This is how you get chemistry. Our younger guys are being taught by DeRozan. I'm hearing the statements that they're saying about DeRozan. They're watching. There's no reason to give up our players. So, you know, I was all happy when the trade deadline um, passed, and now the buyout is passing. And the team is perfect. When this team is healthy, by adding Tristan Thompson, we now have a championship team. I don't care what nobody says. This is a championship team now. All right, so 8 Lives talks about DeMar and the team after the buyout. I think I've basically touched on that throughout my conversation over the course of this episode. But let me say this. I agree. What this team is going to look like when everybody's back healthy, when everybody gets into their rhythm, can be, will be, and should be very, very dangerous. And I know... Um, seating has mattered a lot for some Bulls fans. I've been very vocal on the fact that I really don't care about seating at all, right? Really, and, and I get it. It does help some things and help helps have an easier path to the, to the finals. But at this point, I'm more concerned about health because I really do feel when this team is now fully healthy, they can compete with anyone. And we still have not yet to see what this team looks like fully healthy. Kobe, Patrick Williams, they didn't overlap at all. Now, with the addition of Tristan Thompson, how does he factor into the lineup? What does he make easier for the other players around him? All those things. This team is going to be a dangerous team in the playoffs, And that's all I can ask for. AK and Eversley have continued to work and continue to show that they have that, that we can trust them to build the best team that, that's possible. And that's something that I do. I don't have blind trust for AK and Eversley because the moment they make a move that doesn't go right, I will be I will be calling it out. But I do have complete and utter trust in their abilities right now because of what they've shown and how they've turned this team around in the time, the short time relatively that they've been here. And I think sometimes we forget about that too. Look at where this team was when AK and Eversley got hired to where this team is now. It's not been that very long of a time, but this team is completely different. The culture of the team is completely different. The conversations around this team is completely different. The feeling as fans is completely different. All those things, AK and Eversley have earned my trust, and I trust what this team is going to be able to do, and DeMar DeRozan has been on the tear. This is this is the we're seeing the peak of a player's mental before their their physical part of their game falls off. And that's what we're seeing with DeMar. Anybody who says that they've seen this version of DeMar before is just looking at box score and isn't watching actual basketball because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Period with that. This is a great team. And I can't wait to see how this team does. And it continues to, to bind and, and come together. But that's it for me for today, guys. Make sure you're following the podcast at Bull Central Pod. Make sure you send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text or voicemail like you heard on this show, the number to do that is 773-270-2799. It's also in the description. But that's it. Like I liked it and everything on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.